Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Topical Brainstorm. This is Christian Larson and uh, this is my co-host Garrett Fox. Hi. Hey buddy, how's it going? I'm doing well, how are you doing man? I'm doing well as well. Good, good. How was your day today? Uh, It was pretty good. What did I do? I had orientation for my uh, school year, upcoming school year. Okay, there you go. Some inspirational or motivational speakers, I guess. All right. uh, Yeah, so that was a good chunk of my morning. (laughs) Nice. I guess it was. I guess it was nice. I learned a little bit. Yeah. Good. How was your day? It was good. I worked in the lab all day today, so. Learned some, had to relearn some chemistry. <laughs> it was good. I thought you were the master of chemistry. Uh, with how much I study, you'd think I would be, but no. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Um. All right, well. Hey, real quick, though. Did you hear back about that job interview? Nope, not yet. Oh, uh, Okay. I will, I, yeah, I need to follow up on that. And you did not go into the pharmacy today, so you did not talk to your new coworker. I'm no, getting. I have not. <laughs> so we, yeah, I have not. We, yeah, still need to follow up on those. <laughs> yeah, which we will. We will, yes. Good job remembering. Yes. I would have forgotten. <laughs> um. Okay. Anything else business-wise to talk about before we jump into the chapter? <laughs> no. What did you think of the chapter, man? I liked it. I This chapter, the main principle is listening, basically. It says, be a good listener. Encourage others to talk about themselves. And, yeah, listening is extremely important. Yeah. Fact. Yeah, I really thought... It was cool because most most people have the philosophy of when they talk to someone to be interesting, they like talk themselves up and make themselves out to be the most interesting person that they can. Mm-hmm. Where Dale gives a new philosophy where he says, if you want to be interesting, be interested. Yeah, I I like that. And the chapter title is an easy way to become a good conversationalist. And I think when I think of listening, I don't really consider that. a Well, it's obviously a skill needed in conversation, but it's not common sense to me that being a good listener makes you a good conversationalist. Yeah. But when you listen, the person you're conversating with, if they know you're listening, then they're going to walk away from the conversation feeling as if you are a very good conversationalist, which I thought was an interesting point. Yeah, no, it definitely is. I thought that it was very, uh, it wasn't very common sense, as you said. Uh, that that sentence didn't make sense. <laughs> it It's not common sense to think that um, listening makes you interesting in and of itself but 
I mean, the way he explains it, people are interested in, in themselves above all else. Like there's a, a sentence or two that he writes where he says, um, people are more interested about, uh, about a zit that they have than, um, than what's going on in China or in Africa. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it in that light, if you really want people to like you, you just, you have to listen to them and, uh, be interested in what they're saying. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one of the stories he tells is, is basically about that. It was at, um, a party he went to a bridge party, like the, the game bridge, which I don't know anything about. Um, apparently neither did Del Carnegie and there was another woman. There was a woman there at the party who also didn't play bridge. So he sat down and talked to her and, and at first she asked him, she was like, tell me about all the wonderful places you've been. And then she brought up how she'd been to Africa. And so he was just like, Africa, how interesting. I've always wanted to go. Did you go visit the big game country? Um, and based off like those questions, he kept her talking for 45 minutes. Um, and at the end of it, she walked away like thinking he was great, thinking he was super interesting. Um, but really all he did was get her talking about herself. Yeah. I think it's really cool as well that um Oh crap, I totally forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> uh shoot. Yeah, I totally <laughs> lost it. <laughs> uh. Well, I'm just gonna sit here and, and wait and listen. So uh All right, I'll just edit this out. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> um so I'm really bad. Like I'm I'm good at asking questions, but I'm really bad at like being genuinely interested in the answer, which is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I need to focus on that. Um what what do you do you have any suggestions like how do I how do I better myself in that way? Uh, that's a tough question. I think as with all these principles, it, you know, requires time and effort. Yeah. Um, I also think, I think that's a hard thing for me too. um, to consistently show genuine interest in people. Yeah. And give them our attention. I also think, I think there are even more distractions today than ever, you know, with cell phones and smartphones and um, all the notifications we get on our phones. Like there are so many things to distract you from actually giving sincere attention to somebody. Yeah. One thing that drives me nuts though, is when I'm talking to someone and they get a message and they look at their phone. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, give me a, give me attention for like 10 seconds. It's not that hard. I am guilty of that at times for sure. Yeah. Well, I am too. And then the more I think about how much it bothers me, the more I'm like, I need to stop that. And I've really cut that habit down a lot, which is good. Yeah. That's really good. Um, Oh, what I was going to say earlier, 
when someone asks you a question like hey how was your weekend like 80 to 90 percent of the time if you assume that they just want to tell you what they did during the weekend you're probably right yeah you think so yeah so if you just like quickly tell them what you did and then like be genuinely interested in like what they did that weekend uh, just kind of like what dale did like she asked him a question you know at that party at that bridge party and then he almost immediately turned it back on her and kept her talking when someone asks you something you can almost always assume that they just want to tell you about something they did that was related to that. And most of the time you'll be right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably true. And I think, I think key in that is asking follow-up questions, you know, someone asks you if you have any plans this weekend and you're like, Nope, don't have any. What about you? And then they'll probably say something. You're right about that. They'll probably respond with family barbecue or, you know, whatever. Um, And then I think a really good skill is being able to, if you can think of anything that, you know, interests you about what they're going to do in that situation and ask a sincere, you know, follow-up question, um, not only will that make it easier to listen to them because you'll be interested but but yeah like you said it plays along with people wanting to talk about themselves and uh wanting to feel heard and listened to yeah i for some reason i find it so hard to talk about other people's families yeah like that's always like a a common question like a go-to question like oh like how many siblings do you have and stuff like that? But I need to stop asking that question because I really do not care. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just like you, you, you want to ask questions and keep them talking about themselves, but it has to be about something you're genuinely interested in. You know, it can't be, I think that's what separates a a truly a good conversationalist or a good listener is they ask questions that they actually do care about and not just like flattering questions, you know? Yeah, for sure. I think, I think there are a lot of, you know, easy go-to questions. Um, Like, all throughout college, you know, everyone asks, where are you from? What are you majoring in? What are you studying? How many siblings you have, like you said? Yeah, when are you Um, done with college? Yeah, when are you going to graduate? Yeah. Just dumb stuff like that. Which, it's like, I probably had hundreds of conversations with people about asking those exact questions, right? And I don't remember hardly any of it except you know the few people who i interacted with a bunch of times after that yeah so i think breaking the habit of asking those simple dumb questions um and like you said asking questions that actually interest you or that dig a little deeper into that you know that person's yeah life like personally i don't think it's a a problem to ask 
what someone's studying. The problem, the only problem I see with it is most of the time it doesn't go beyond that. Yeah. Most of the time you're like, oh, what's that? Or it's so common and you've heard it so many times that you already know what it is. So you ask, well, where are you from? Yeah, you know, questions yeah. like that. You're just like, oh, cool. And then the conversation's over. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd almost rather ask a question that's not so common and maybe you'll have a better conversation. Yeah, for sure. Um, one thing that um, Brendan, my buddy Brendan, our buddy, you know Brendan, <laughs> um, he's the one who actually did the artwork for our podcast, so uh, shout out to Brendan. But um, one thing he, he said a few weeks ago was he was having this conversation with this person he hadn't really ever met. And, uh, well, it was, it was a girl on a dating app, but she asked him something like, how was your weekend? You know? And he just, he was just like, I didn't want to say good. Cause that's a boring answer. And that's how all those conversations go. So he like, he just said something, you know, dumb or fake. About, I think it was something to do with the 4th of July. And he's like, yeah, I saw a whole something about like, he saw like six bald eagles, <laughs> flying around with American like just something ridiculous right oh man that's funny but the way he said it I was like that's true like everyone gives the same answers to those questions and they're boring and that kills the conversation yeah I think along with asking better questions if you just give like you know an answer that people don't expect whether it's like a lie and a joke on purpose or or you actually, I don't know, you know, just something yeah. out of the ordinary that, that also, um, will, will help the other person open up and then allow you to ask them better questions and, and listen to them. I think so too. So, uh, I, I spent some time in Germany on a two year mission for the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And, uh, Germans are very different from Americans in a lot of ways. And one of those ways is when you ask them how they're doing, they don't give you that bull crap answer of like, Oh, I'm good. Like they will straight up tell you like, Oh, like today sucks. My, my mom died or something like they'll tell you exactly how they are. Yeah. And the first time you ask them, like it's, it's almost shocking. Cause you're like, Whoa, I was not expecting that. <laughs> So I definitely know what you mean. It definitely, it, when someone gives you an answer to that you're not expecting to one of those basic questions that everyone asks, it really, it's like, it's thought provoking and it makes you have to dig deeper to, um, to either answer one of their questions or to, uh, it's, it's a lot easier to dig deeper into a conversation with somebody. Yeah. I think in addition to that, it, it puts people at ease, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe not if you tell someone your mother died in like in Germany, um, for like your example, but if you, yeah, if you say something unexpected, if it has like any humor to it, 
or anything like that, it um, I think it helps a lot to put the other person at ease, especially if it's a if it's the first time you're interacting with with this person. Um, being able to yeah break away from the standard boring conversation will, as you said, I think it helps a lot with um, getting to a better conversation, and um, which at that point lets you allows you to listen. Um, because the other people are going to open up. Yeah. It's so, it's, it's weird how some people are so willing to open up to you and others, you have to like dig out there, dig them out of their shell, you know? Yeah. Which is kind of interesting because this book makes it seem, at least this chapter makes it seem like everyone just wants to talk about themselves. But some people are really shy. So how do you bring out that desire in them to talk about themselves upon meeting someone that's shy? Good question. Uh, I mean, my first thought, and I think, you know, it's different for everybody. But as I said before, I think... Cracking a joke goes a long way. Um, but I, I do think if you show, I think even for, let's say the majority of people who would call themselves shy, I think if you show sincere interest in those people, um, they're going to open up, you know? Yeah. Um, if you If you take the time to show sincere interest and ask good questions, um, if they can tell that you're going to listen to them, you know, I think everybody will open up in, in the right situation. Yeah, I think you're right. There's a, there was a lot in this chapter, man. One thing, the one example that I really liked was when he talked about Abraham Lincoln, who called um, his neighbor from Illinois to the White House. So he could get advice on uh, whether or not he should write the Emancipation Proclamation. And his friend tells the story. He got to the White House. Lincoln talked the whole time, just gave like the pros and cons to, to all sides. And then he just sent him away, basically. And was like, hey, thanks for listening. And... Uh, he didn't get his advice or ask for his opinion at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's really funny because that's kind of what it seemed like he was going to the White House for was so Lincoln could get his advice on the situation. Mm-hmm. People, it's like it's like when my brother-in-law was talking to me about this. He said sometimes when my sister... Um, talks to him about things he he's learned to realize that half the time she just wants him to listen uh, when she's complaining about a problem about something so he's he's learned to just listen and not offer up solutions like like us men usually do mm-hmm. um, does that happen with you and Kylie or <laughs> 
Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think I think there are always times when people just want someone to listen to them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that definitely happens. And with my wife, there are things that she, um, things that she like consistently. I don't want to say complains about, but like <laughs> things that consistently, you know, she doesn't like and she'll like bring it up over and over. And sometimes I'm just like, we'll do something about it. Or like, it's like, there's no point complaining over and over. Cause it's not going to like, it's out of your control. So just like, sometimes I want to say something along those lines. Um, but yeah, realizing that she really just needs to vent. And then I, you know, I realize there are things that I do ex- the exact same thing about, you know, I'll just complain over and over about how no one cleans up their dog poop outside of our apartment. Um, when like, I haven't done anything about it. I just want to like vent <laughs> and complain, you know? Yeah. And uh, it just feels good to be listened to at times. So I definitely think that's a real thing. I agree. People and people want to be appreciated. They want to be listened to. Um, I feel like listening is one way to make people feel that appreciation in a way that they're, especially when people aren't with all the superficial conversations that people have with other people. When you, if you can really learn to listen to them, especially the first time you meet someone, you're you're going to become that person's friend or they're going to want to be your friend if that makes sense yeah that does so it's it's almost like with all of these simple questions that everyone like all these go-to questions that everyone asks the more you can listen to someone and dig deeper into their life the more they're going to want to be your friend mhm yeah, for sure. And along those lines, like thinking back on my years in college specifically, my single years in college, um, like all of the really memorable, like all the really good friends that I've made or like good relationships I had, which, you know, some of them are over now and, and, uh, have kind of died off and as that happens, but, um, like I definitely, there are specific moments that I remember really connecting with someone and it was usually in a situation like, like that with Abraham Lincoln, you know, like either I really needed to talk to someone and someone was there for me or I was the one just doing the listening. And a lot of times it was, you know, comforting or um, just being there to hear somebody out. But I can think of, you know, multiple people that I had moments like that with that, uh, they just meant a lot and they were really powerful in, in building, a you know, a real solid friendship. And, uh, I definitely think there's a lot of power in, um, just being there for someone and showing that support and just being quiet and listening in those times of need. Yeah, for sure. I can't really remember when we became friends, like when we looked at each other and like knew we were friends, you know, (laughs) but I do remember having a lot of good conversations with you where 
we both had things to say and we both listened to each other. I don't remember a single conversation like that, Garrett. Wow. Just kidding. That was messed up. <laughs> that that really hurt. <laughs> we shared a room for us like a whole year. <laughs> Gosh, it was a joke. Gosh. Jeez. Remember all those pillow pillow talks we had, man? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree. I I also don't remember the exact moment when uh when I would consider you a friend. Um I mean, it was it was at some point. Well, I don't know. It kind of, I mean, friendships develop in different ways every time. But yeah, I remember when we uh, decided we were finding housing for the second year, and we ended up yeah. moving to Bridgerland. And it was like me, Luke, and Josh. Like we we were friends in high school, right? So like, yeah, us three. Yeah, we were like gonna get housing together, and then it was just like, oh yeah, and Garrett. Like yeah, that makes <laughs> sense for sure. <laughs> that's funny which which i and maybe that maybe i'm not saying that right i I don't mean that as like oh garrett's tagging along it was just like yeah like that's yeah garrett should room with us like that's he's the one who should room with us out of everybody i know so yeah like at that point it had developed at least to that extent and i think we got a lot closer as i uh stopped being a real jerk to you after after uh (laughs) another year or so i don't know the exact timeline there but uh messy timeline had some good times though do you remember throw, yeah. uh, when we had to uh um we we had that ceremony for our chair yeah i have it recorded that, that was beautiful <laughs> for oh, our listeners we had a a, a rocking chair. chair in our house that christian and i bought together a di and it, it broke, and there was this large dumpster outside, and we went out there together, and we tossed it in and said a few words, and it was beautiful. <laughs> you know, I still have the footstool that will go in with that chair. Oh, nice. And uh, I bought a pink chair at DI to replace that chair. So now I have a, a pink, like, v- velvety-looking chair with that greenish blue footstool and it doesn't match at all but kylie puts but up with you, it for some reason but you so. can't throw it away <laughs> yeah, it is that part's not broken yet so. yeah <laughs> uh when that part breaks you better call me and say some words over the phone <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll do all right uh so yeah a good chapter man um let me turn to the there's a line that I really liked that I need to find real quick. Um, the last paragraph, I'll just read it. It says, remember that people you are talking to are a hundred times more interested in themselves and their wants and problems than they are in you and your problems. A person's toothache means more to to that person than a famine in China which kills a million people. A boil on one's neck interests one more interests interests one more uh, than forty earthquakes in Africa. Think of that the next time you start a conversation. So with that in mind, how should we go about conversating with others? 
Um, for me personally, thinking of some of the, you know, small talk conversations I've had with strangers, um, those, I'm not super comfortable in those situations, you know? Yeah. I was just like, yeah, I'm good. It's like, yeah, I, I don't, I'm doing this this weekend, but it's always just, um, I'm never quite at ease. Um, so I think I can improve on asking better questions, which will encourage others to talk about themselves, you know? Yeah, for sure. Because, um, yeah, this is kind of a principle he's repeated a few times about how people are, are pretty much, you know, they care much more about themselves than anything else. And they think more, much more about themselves than anything else. Um, and if you can get people talking about themselves, that is uh, a step in the right direction in uh, getting, being able to influence people and also win friends because they'll think you care a lot about them. And uh, obviously, it's got to be sincere. Yeah, you should care a lot about. You them. should <laughs> more than yeah, more than just them thinking. You're right. <laughs> oh, that sounded really funny. Because <laughs> they think you'll care. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, you're right. There's a lot of, um, like we just live in such a superficial world where I feel like. And we've talked a lot about social media, but I feel like with social media, people care more and more about themselves. Like they always care about how many likes they get on their picture or, Mm -hmm. you know, on their status or um, with, with, with social media and the Internet, the ability to spread your own opinions has become so easy that people think their opinion is the ultimate slash only opinion that matters. And so I feel like if you really do want to win friends and influence people, like I don't want to say you should validate every opinion that someone has, but you should definitely be interested in what they have to say and you know, be nice to everyone, even if you disagree with them. For sure. I think, yeah, again, with with the internet, it's really easy to mock and hate on people who have different opinions than you. Yeah. Which a lot of people, you know, they wouldn't say the things they say if they were facing someone you know, face to face, even if you disagree with someone, it's, it's so much harder to be like, you're dumb because you believe this, you know? Yeah. Which is something you shouldn't say anyway, because people aren't dumb for the beliefs they have usually. Yeah. And in a conversation like that, you know, you have a chance to rationalize and talk it out and understand that person's point of view. Right. Yeah, I think that's the important part. So you can think someone's opinion is dumb, um, which is fine, but you should at least understand that point of view and why that person has that point of view. Mm -hmm. 
Um, even if even if you disagree with it and think it's dumb, and you should never belittle anyone for a point of view that they have. Although I will say, so like, obviously there are some things that society and in, in general has deemed as um as wrong. Like, let's take pedophilia for example. Like. Some things, some things are just evil, you know, and I totally disagree with those things. And I don't think I'll ever understand why people have tendencies like that. And I don't think I'll ever understand their point of view. Um, I, I'm not saying you should understand that. Do, do you Do you understand what I'm saying here? Like, there's just some things that are obviously wrong and usually those things are determined throughout society on through for from all people and they're deemed as wrong does that make sense yeah i think they're universal yeah that's a good word (laughs) universal something what's the other word that goes along with that universal laws or universal universal beliefs beliefs universal morals yeah. Something like that. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying, though. Um, and, for example, yeah, if if we came across someone who, who, like, disagreed with something to that extent, again, going back to a principle, you kind of, you kind of um, referenced it, but in the first chapter of this book, he talks about how everyone is doing what, in their mind, they think is best and they think is right, you know? Yeah, it's true. Which, like, there are a lot of things like mental illness or trauma or abuse that someone goes through that could skew, you know, their beliefs. Yeah, and that's uh, very true. And, uh, yeah, things like murder, right? Like, no one believes that murder is okay yeah. in our society. But there are murderers out there, and a lot of times they're doing what they think is right, which is, is a scary thing. But yeah, on a, you know, on a much more normal scale... Like people who hold different political beliefs than you or religious beliefs or whatever it may be, um, like they're doing what they think is best. And the skill to listen to those people and uh, not just yell your own opinion is, uh, I mean, it's a skill a lot more of us would have and use if we didn't interact so much on social media, I think. Yeah. Well, I feel like the smartest people are usually the people that talk last in any given situation like let's give an example like a really smart ceo in a board meeting will let everybody else talk first um just to hear get all the ideas out on the table hear everyone's point of view and then they talk um does that make sense i think so yeah I mean, if I'm ever the CEO of a company, and hopefully one day I am, (laughs) my own company, uh, that's how I'm going to run things, you know? I'm not going to... I'm going to let everyone else get their ideas out, hear them all, and then make decisions. It sounds like um, sound advice. Um, Yeah. And that, 
yeah, that I guess that mindset of wanting to listen to everyone else um, and get everyone else's input is is a really good mindset to have. Um, I think it also shows humility, you know, like believing that what other people say could change your point of view or could improve, you know, your ideas. Um, that is a valuable thing to have, especially for, you know, a CEO or someone in a position of authority. Yeah. Uh, I also think it's important to think critically about what people are saying or ideas that, that, that people have, or maybe you hear something on the news. Like, I feel like society and people in general have lost their ability to just critically think about things. Um, most opinions aren't very well thought out. They're set off the cuff. And I feel like if we can just think about what people are saying and then like genuinely be interested in it and ask really good questions for them that the whole that society as a whole would benefit, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listening is, is, a is a skill for sure. And, uh, a lot of times it seems like it's rare. Um, and yeah, like you said, ton of benefits, a lot of benefits to, uh, being able to listen to people. Um, and on an individual relationship level, like this book is kind of focused on, um, it definitely, those who are listened to feel valued. And I think that's, that really is, um, one, it should be one of your primary, you know, goals in, um, building relationships. Yeah, I agree. It's like, so here's an example of my life. It's a, another work example. Uh, a lot of times when you're sitting in the pharmacy, you're typing up a prescription and someone calls you on the phone and you talk to that person while finishing the last script that you were typing. And that is super hard to do because you're, you're not listening to what that person is saying. You're, you're focusing on what's in front of you and what you're typing Mm -hmm. or, or you're listening to them while you're trying to type, you know, so it's either one or the other. You, you can't give 100% to both things. So a lot of times things get lost. Like I'll, I'll have to like double check on what their name is or, or something that they've said. And that's no way to uh, talk to people and to handle handle um, conversations with people, you know. I should just stop typing and listen from the start to what they're saying. For sure. I yeah. I think everyone wants to be so busy these days, you know. Yeah. Well, people claim they don't want to be busy, but I feel like being busy is a sign of, or a lot of people think that means they're successful, you know. Yeah. Which is an easy trap to fall into. But I don't really believe, I mean, me personally, I don't think I can double task, you know? Yeah, I can't. 
And apparently, I mean, people claim they can. I don't know the science behind that. I'm sure there is, but um, that's hard to do. And uh, yeah, it's it's impossible to try to yeah like type and listen to somebody or like read and listen to somebody at the same time. Yeah, it's like you either lose track where you're reading or you don't hear anything that's being said. Yeah, it's like people people that can read and listen to music. I'm always like. I can only do if it do it if it's classical music, because because then it becomes background music and I don't focus on it, you know. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. I mean, I think, I think like if you're doing something you've done a thousand times, you know, you can kind of go on autopilot. Like at work, I used to be able to listen to like podcasts and stuff back when I worked it at uh preparing takeoffs it like became such a natural thing that i could a lot of times unless it was a really complicated project i could like listen to a podcast and learn a lot from it while i was at work but i only think that's possible if if you can really put one of those you know activities on autopilot yeah. Which is impossible if you're in a conversation with a person. Yeah. Or, yeah, or like, and also doing something like typing or reading, you know, or reading a text or checking your phone, so. can uh, You said something really interesting that I'd like to talk about for a couple minutes. All right. And that is that people think being busy is a sign of success. Why do you think that is? You know, I think culturally, and I don't know why it's gotten to this point, but I think that's true, you know? I think I think if you're, I think a lot of people just want to claim that they're so busy, you know? Like, don't you think so? I do. And I, I just don't know why. Yeah, it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense because I, I think, I think maybe it, it makes you come off as, you know, like you're using your time wisely. Yeah. You know, if you're like, like back in high school, it was like, oh, I'm in all these clubs and I do all these sports and I play all these instruments. And it was like, cool, good for you. Yeah. But I also, you know, I think, I think downtime is really important. I think it's super important. And I think a lot of people claim they're busier than they are you know no for sure and again i don't yeah i don't know why that has become valued in our society yeah like i can tell you this last summer um well for the last two weeks at least i've been uh, not two weeks since since we started this podcast i've become way busier than I ever have been. Like I have this podcast, another podcast, I have two jobs and like, maybe this is just me doing exactly what you're talking about, claiming that I'm busier than I am, (laughs) but I, I truly am more busy than I ever have been. I don't know if I'm busy. Um, if that makes sense. And I don't think that being busy actually means success. I think it just means 
you're putting other things in front of downtime. And like you said, downtime is really important. Like I'm starting to go a little crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Although I do enjoy these podcasts. It does feel like I, I'm using my downtime for this. So that's kind of nice. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I mean, downtime also, you know, time for relationships. I think, I think a lot of times, like if you want to, you know, connect with an old friend or something, they're like, oh, I'm just so busy. It's like, you don't have time to like talk to me on the phone for 15 minutes. You don't have time, yeah. to, you know, whatever. I know that's an issue. My wife is, uh, she made some really good friends in college and there are a few that are just like, oh, I've been so busy this month. It's like, oh, for a, a whole month straight, you were so busy. Yeah, you know, it's like for real. Like everyone it, sits on their butt 10 minutes a day and watches TV. Oh, everybody wastes. Not everybody. So like, much I'm sure time. there I'm sure there are some people who are actually super good with their time, but I yeah. I would bet the majority of people waste hours a day. The, here's on their the thing. Phones or There are many people who don't waste a lot of time and I have not met any of them. <laughs> well, That's the truth. <laughs> Yeah, I I did actually just barely hear a statistic about college students. It's yeah. Like the average college student wastes three to four hours a day like watching YouTube videos or checking social media. I believe that. Yeah, for sure. One hundred percent. Yeah. Like I'm sure there were days that I wasted I wasted that much time either watching TV or like playing a dumb game on my phone. Yeah, and like you, you sit down and you you do it for ten minutes while you're waiting for class or something, like that adds up. Yeah, and like oh yeah, everybody does that. Like I'm sure there are some extremely successful people who have worked very hard and who are who don't do that, but like the average person does. And so yeah, yeah, it's annoying when people claim they're too busy for things. Yeah, because everybody use their time i mean people use their time how they want to use their time right but well that's like it's what this whole book is about people care more about themselves than anything else so that's i feel like that's probably why they claim that they're busy is because um i don't want to say that they don't care about you but they care way more about themselves than they do about you yeah is that uh, I don't like saying that, but I feel like this book has driven me to say that. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I doubt people have gotten less narcissistic and self-centered since he wrote this book. Yeah. 90 years ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel like we had a super cohesive conclusion on that, but, but yeah, I don't think. If you if you think you're too busy to listen to somebody, then uh, you need to reevaluate your your life. I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like that's why this book is so helpful, though, because it teaches people how to be interested in other people instead of themselves. Mm-hmm. And when you can harness that, then you're truly someone that's interesting, and that people want to hang around and be with. Um, it. This book is a is a how to on just how to be a good person and influence people and get what you want. 
Yeah. And in a way that's not, hopefully not superficial. Yeah, sincere way. Yeah. Um, ideally. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm liking this book for sure. I feel like there's so much to apply, you know, and it's very hard to remember to apply all these things at the same time. Yeah, um, I agree. But I do feel like it's helped me here and there with little things, you know? Yeah, for and sure. And I, I hope I can keep these ideas in my brain and apply them more often. But. Yeah, on the days when I truly focus on the, the principles, I've noticed that those days are better and I'm I'm a much more approachable person. <laughs> That's good. Uh, which, is, yeah, it is good. So... Uh, that's all I have on this chapter. Do you have anything else to add? Uh, no, I think, all right. I think we covered it. All right, cool. Uh, Hey, just drop us a review, like our podcast, um, like my other podcast, give that a listen. It's called deeper thinking. Um, it's really good. It's on Apple and Spotify. Same, same places you'll find these. Uh, yeah. Hit us up. Thanks. All right, thanks for listening.